Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Jesus clearly teaches that His followers, His disciples, will behave differently than unbelievers. Following Jesus is not just believing, but trusting. Trusting and obeying. Trusting and becoming like Him. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus shares with His disciples that they will receive in the same manner they give out. Their treatment of others reflects their faith, so they will be treated or credited according to the way they live out their faith. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 6 and study Measuring Up. And as we study together today, let's pray. Father, we ask you to give us wisdom and discernment in these things. You are the God who opens eyes, who opens hearts, who gives life to the Spirit. And Father, we thank you for the life we have through faith in Jesus Christ. We thank you for opening our eyes and turning the light on breathing life into our dead lives, our dead spirits. And we ask now, Father, that you would help us to understand this. For many, there's an attitude of faith is apart from works. They're separated. But the truth of the matter is, according to James, you cannot separate good works from faith. Help us to understand this today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In today's study, we'll be looking at Luke chapter 6, Verses 37 and 38. Jesus says in verse 37, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Pardon, and you will be pardoned. Give, and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. In today's passage, Jesus continues teaching his disciples about the kingdom of God and their treatment of other people, how they are to behave, how they are to act toward other people. We're not going to go through all that Jesus has said already. You can look at the other Bible studies and gain that. There are two things that Jesus says earlier that we need to apply to our understanding of this passage. First, Jesus said, Do to others. Treat others the way you want them to treat you. Then, he says, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Those two things go hand in hand. Jesus is giving guidance to our heart and saying, how do you want to be treated? In a perfect world, in your sinfulness, in your good behavior, your bad behavior, how do you want others to respond to you? And then he points out that God is merciful And we are to be merciful, just as our Heavenly Father is merciful, because we are His children through faith in Jesus Christ. Then Jesus goes on and says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Pardon, and you will be pardoned. We do not want to be judged. We do not want to be condemned. We do want to be pardoned. So that's behaving in a way we want others to behave toward us. That's treating other people the way we want to be treated. It's also being merciful, because when Jesus says do not judge, 
He's not saying other people don't deserve to be judged. When he says don't condemn, he's not saying other people don't deserve to be condemned or that they deserve to be pardoned. But what he's saying is be merciful like your father. So treat other people the way you want to be treated and be merciful as your father is merciful. When we look at verses 37 and 38, we are getting more reasoning, more explanation as to how we are to live in the way Jesus has commanded how we are to live in a kingdom sort of way, in God's kingdom. Now, we need to ask ourselves a question. Who's doing the judging? Who's doing the condemning? Who's doing the pardoning in this passage? In other words, if we do not judge, who is it that doesn't judge us? If we do not condemn, who is it that doesn't condemn us? If we pardon, who is it that pardons us? Is it God or the people we don't judge, we don't condemn, and the people we pardon? It appears from verse 38, when it says in the second sentence, they will pour into your lap a good measure, it appears that what's being said here is, if we do not judge people, they will not judge us. If we do not condemn people, they will not condemn us. That's important, because many confuse passages like this in the scriptures with, how are we saved? Are we saved by good works? Are we saved by not judging and not condemning and pardoning? Are we saved based on the way we give? No, we are not. This is not talking about how to enter into God's kingdom. This is telling us how we are to behave once we have entered into God's kingdom. This is giving us understanding as to how kingdom citizens behave. And you cannot be a citizen of the kingdom of God without faith in Jesus Christ, without trusting him as your Savior. We trust in him. We come to know Jesus by grace alone, not through works. But once we're saved, we are to aspire to be like Jesus. We are to learn what the rules are in the kingdom. How are we to live? And as citizens of the kingdom, God expects us to behave properly, correctly. We prove that we trust in Jesus by the way we live. If we say, Lord, I believe you, but don't do what he says, what we're really saying is, I say I believe you, but I don't really believe you in my heart. Because if we believe in our heart the truths of God's word, then we do them. You cannot separate that. To believe that Jesus died on the cross, was buried and resurrected, atoning for our sins, requires us to cast ourselves upon him for mercy and forgiveness of sin. It requires that we become his follower. He saves us from the chains and the shackles of the sin in our lives, and he saves us unto righteousness. Trusting in Jesus is not simply being forgiven, but it's also being raised to new life. We need to understand these things. In verse 38, Jesus goes on and says, Given it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. So simply because I give to others, people are going to give back to me? What this is telling us in the judging and the condemning and the pardoning and the giving is that God is the one who's going to make things abound to our good. God is the one who is going to see that our right living, our faithful living, doesn't go unrewarded. Can I reverse this for a moment to give us a perspective? 
If we go around judging individuals, how are they going to respond? If we go around condemning them for the way they live, how are they going to respond? If we go around not pardoning, how can we expect to be forgiven? If we are stingy and withhold this world's goods from those people who have need, who's going to minister to us? That's the principle. You do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and God will make things abound toward us. That doesn't mean he's going to keep us perfectly healthy and wealthy and wise. No, but you can't outgive God. And in his kingdom, he blesses his citizens. And I don't know of anyone who seeks to follow the Lord Jesus Christ faithfully who doesn't declare that God has blessed them abundantly. We know that we abound in the riches of God when we walk with him. So by experience, we understand that this is true. Now, if you're struggling, if you are doing without, you have to walk by faith knowing that whether God blesses you, prospers you materially or not, he is still God and you are his child. Paul says in Philippians, I have learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. I've learned to abound. I've learned to be abased or do without. I've learned to be clothed. I've learned to be naked. I've learned to be hungry. I've learned to be well-fed. I am content. And Paul also says that godliness with contentment is great gain. We can do whatever we need to do in this world under the work of the Holy Spirit in the will of God because Christ strengthens us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All of this comes together here. But this passage does not talk about how we are saved and whether or not we are saved by works. We clearly are taught in Ephesians chapter 2 and other places in the scripture, we are saved by grace through faith alone. But the works of righteousness need to come out in our lives because we faithfully follow Jesus and are obedient to him. And we are obedient out of a heart of abundant gratitude and love for his grace and mercy. We need to embrace these truths. We need to work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. Father in heaven, I thank you for your word. I thank you for these words. And I pray, Father, through your spirit that we will understand. If we walk in your spirit, you will give us understanding. Help us not wrestle with these things according to the flesh, but denying our flesh, help us to embrace the truths of your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.